Hey, Heidi, have you heard about Mixers? Of course, Jamie. Mixers is changing the game for women's wellness. They make delicious, hormone-friendly supplements that truly help us thrive, especially because they're highly absorbable. You just mix them into your water and sink. Absolutely. I first became obsessed with their flagship product, Pertime, which magically balances hormones to combat those pesky PMS symptoms. As someone with bad periods, that was a godsend to me. And they've got one designed specifically for women going through menopause, women who are pregnant, and one called Her Power to combat brain fog. Sign me up. And Mixers doesn't stop there. Mix in your desired solution from their product range with Her Time to make a mocktail tailored to your unique needs. Amazing. So if you're dealing with gut issues, you'd simply combine Her Digest with Her Time for a soothing mocktail experience. You know it, girl. Or if you're experiencing menopause symptoms like vaginal dryness or low libido, just mix in her pleasure and va-va-voom. <laughs> it's all about personalizing your mix and finding what works best for you. Mix Hers has truly revolutionized the way women approach their hormone health. Absolutely, Heidi. So if you're ready to thrive and take control of your hormone health, head on over to MixHers.com today and explore their incredible range of supplements and discover a new world of hormone health possibilities. If you ever have a negative voice in your head, that's what I call your ego talking. It's the ego inside of you. That's the negative. But your wise woman, she will never, ever say anything negative. Welcome to an all new season of Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hey, Jane. Hey, girl. Hey. Well, Hilary DeSessere is an award-winning business expert, three-time international best-selling author, host of the Relaunch podcast, and a trailblazer for women in Silicon Valley. With a track record of contributing to nearly a quarter of a billion dollars in sales for tech giant Oracle and others, she brings a fresh perspective and energy to industry leaders, CEOs, and entrepreneurs as a sought-after speaker and the founder and CEO of The Relaunch Co. and has received prestigious awards such as the Demo God Award and the Golden Bridge Women Founder of the Year Award. Today, Hillary is revolutionizing the career journeys of midlife women through her innovative 3HQ methodology, empowering them to find fulfillment and reimagine their possibilities. Listen to this show if you want to uncover the secrets to relaunching your life and unleashing your inner power. You're ready to align your head, heart, and higher self using the transformative 3HQ methodology and embark on a journey of authenticity, passion, and endless possibilities, or you're ready to break free from autopilot mode and discover practical strategies to reignite your passion, purpose, and zest for life. I love having you here. This is Jamie talking. Of course, you and I have met a couple of times in a business context. And I remember our first conversation. I just, I wanted to jump through the screen and give you a hug. You were at like shutters with like your daughter. You were like on the beach at a hotel. Doing oh my God. Like, I remember that. That was our first. Very working mom centric. And I was like, this woman has got it together. She's a hustler. She's amazing. But also your warm energy just brought me in from, from the, the get go. And so I really appreciate your time today. Well, Jamie, that was, I remember we were like, okay, we are going to have this conversation. And I looked at Rosie and I said, just, you give me, you give me about 30 minutes 
and I will do whatever you want tonight. So it was a perfect, <laughs> it was perfect for her too, because she's like, all right, mom, you do whatever you need to do. Well, that's the story of Heidi in my life. In fact, we were just before you hopped on, we were like, all right, when can we do like double episodes? And Heidi's like, well, that's the week that my kids have no school and no camp. So I'm like solo mom. And sometimes <laughs> when you're doing all this stuff and the work from home and the studio from home, you just make it happen. So thank you for making it happen for us today. I want to jump in and ask you a little bit specifically starting with the Relaunch Co. But I kind of just take it one step back before we get into today. So prior to doing what you're doing now, you were obviously a titan in the tech industry, which is so impressive for women in tech. I always just bow down because it's such a difficult category for women to kind of stake their claim in. I remember a story, there was something that happened where you didn't trust your intuition and that led to you fearing for your life at Niagara Falls. And that somehow led you to like wanting to help other women relaunch and find their true potential. Can you tell us that story? <laughs> I love the circuitous path we just took, which is so great. Yeah, it was an adventure. Silicon Valley girl was at Oracle for almost 10 years and decided, you know what? this is not my jam. This is not what I want to do. I was missing my kids when they were getting up in the morning. I was missing them when they were going to bed. I was running this large organization and I thought, you know what? There's got to be more. There's got to be something better, more in alignment with making me happy, truly happy. And not just from the outer perspective, but the inside, that inner, that inner sense of like, yeah, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I ended up starting a, if you can believe this, it was a coaching practice, what we called a consulting practice. And I started to help a lot of the up and coming CEOs, entrepreneurs in the Silicon Valley, help them scale their businesses. And I loved it. And then I'm like, you know what? Mm -mm. I need to do this for myself. I was going through a divorce. We're going to talk about relaunches. Relaunches are transitions. They can be positive, not so much with a divorce, but they are also <laughs> sometimes in the negative category most of the time. I do have to say, one of the books I will write in the future is The Great Divorce. I was able to do that, but relaunches were hitting me left and right. I had melanoma and I'm like, okay, for God's sake, this is, I'm, I'm there's a lot going on here. And I'm trying to raise my three little kids. And so I started a business and um, it grew. We got an acquisition offer. Then there was another opportunity to grow a business. And it was a company to keep kids safe online. Imagine mm -hmm. this, okay? Keep kids safe online. I got all involved in all of the, I ended up at the White House because of cyber security and cyber bullying and all these great things. And there was a board member that was on within the company and from the very get-go and i'm sure that people out there when they're listening to this you meet someone and you're just your skin crawls like your hair on the back of the neck you're like oh you get that wherever you carry tension you get that like big knot you're like oh bad news well when i met this guy i was like fire alarm like you know screaming in my head run don't walk so I tried to, and the gentleman that was raising money with me, and we raised almost $10 million for this company, the gentleman was like, you know, no, no, you're only gonna work with me. You're only gonna work with me. So we signed an agreement and lo and behold, he ended up couldn't making a meeting, but this other guy showed up and we actually did fairly well. And we started to like, you know, why wouldn't you meet with him? Well then it started to not go so well and he was trying to behind the scenes do some things that i will explain in two seconds 
it was a really heightened level where I'm like, my intuition, my inner voice, I call it my wise woman, was trying so desperately to have me hear things and I wasn't listening. And there was a time where we had just come off of a big meeting and he said, let's go to Niagara Falls. I had never been there. And I remember I was wearing the badass stilettos. They were like so good. I'm, I'm kind of next to the edge. I'm in this like dress. I can remember exactly like everything about it. Like it was a slow-mo movie. And he said, you really need to go look. I mean, you can even feel the, the mist coming up. And I'm like, you know, I kind of start walking a little closer. And all of a sudden the wise woman doesn't just keep whispering, screams, turn the bloody hell around, get out of there. I whip around and there is this guy, not even like three inches from my head. I'm like, you know, I get away from him. I kind of go around and he's like, you got to see it. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I want to get out of here. And he's like, oh, afraid of heights and all this stuff. I'm like, just let's get out of here. About two months later, I got a call that he was literally suing the company and suing me and suing everything. And I'm like, what the hell? We end up mediation to net this out. He basically takes the company down. And I'm still like, there's something here. There's something here I'm not seeing. And what ended up happening is that two weeks after we had to fold the company, I got a call from the SEC, the Security Exchange Commissioner. And he said, we're evaluating and we're looking in and there's a problem with this guy. And they said, would you mind giving up your hard drive of your computer? Because we want to check conversations and things like that. And of course, when you're operating at your 3HQ in your head, your heart, your higher self, you feel very confident about giving up your hard drive. And I did. And I was called again another couple of weeks and they said, we have something terrible to tell you. Uh, this gentleman has been doing a Ponzi scheme with your company and he's going to federal prison for three years. Oh my goodness. <laughs> right. It was a, quite a story. I hope I wasn't too long in describing it. I did no, it as fast I kept, as I could. I kept wondering where, like it was, I was like on the edge of my seat every second. I was like, yeah. is, he, is this like a money grab? Is he going to push her in? Is it physical danger? It was kind of all of those things. It sounds it like a little bit like he was a shady character. He was a shady character. And what it really made me realize is so many of us go through life and we don't tap in to what I call the three HQ, the you know, getting out of your head, into your heart, tapping into your higher self, that best version of you, so that you really can believe, listen to that wise woman, your intuition that is telling you exactly what you need to do. And that's where relaunch kind of, you know, came from. It was that moment of, oh my God, if I had taken even six inches further, would I have gone over? We'll never know. Right. And in the book, that's in the book, I wasn't allowed to ever say, you know, like you can't, you can't accuse someone of, you know, yeah. premeditative, you know, murder or whatever. And that that was, but I did realize that I had not trusted myself. And in my own world of fight, flight, and freeze, I had gotten myself into a situation that I never should have been there. I think all of us can relate to that situation. Not, you know, maybe the stakes weren't so high for everyone, but maybe they were, maybe they were higher. I think that 
I think women specifically are taught to ignore that intuition because it's like women-y stuff, like woo-woo, whatever, that little voice in your head, you're crazy for hearing voices in your head, you know, all this kind of messaging that we get throughout our lives. And I mean, I know as a mom, the intuition is is right 100% of the time when it comes to the kid, no matter what the doctor says. It's It's been right 100% of the time and not listening to it has caused so much pain. And so I personally, this is Heidi speaking for anyone who can't see us, have made it my mission to really tune in and listen to that inner voice. And I love the term wise woman. I'm hmm. keeping that. Thank you. I think that's amazing. So Heidi, you yes. just said something so important. This whole concept, and again, I'm a Silicon Valley girl. I grew up logical, head-based, you know, prove it to me, show me the stats, show me the, you know, the decision-making process around it. Today, I sit here and I say, who knew woo could be so good for you? Yeah. Who knew it? Because when you can just accept that there's a higher power that is just wanting to tell you, wanting to help you, and your point about the voice is right. If you ever have a negative voice in your head, that's what I call your ego talking. It's the ego inside of you. That's the negative. But your wise woman, she will never, ever say anything negative. She is 100% there as your cheerleader to build you up. I love that. It's incredible. I love that distinction. That is such an important distinction, the ego versus the wise woman. So let's dive into the 3HQ method, please, for our listeners. You so we've you've said a few times now you divide it into the head, the heart, and the higher self. And these are the three H's. So we'd love to hear more about, I know it's a big, 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 huge question, but we'd love to sort of break down the three H's, how and how sort of maybe addressing and calibrating each one can help us align our inner selves and help us, you know, get to our goals and find fulfill our true purpose, really. So you actually said it. You said tune in. So the best way that I can describe 3HQ so that we just nail this, like everyone gets it, they have a pocket tool that they are gonna walk away with today, all right? But I need your help. Are you guys both willing to go through this process? It's very fast, but you will walk away with four steps to tune in, okay? I love it, I'm game. Okay, so step one is whatever is challenging you in your life, Whatever is like, you know, hey, this in my business, let's just stick with business right now because I'm still charged up by my story. Yes. <laughs> so let's say, what is it that's challenging you in your business right now that, you know what, if that were to be eliminated, your business would significantly scale? Can you think of something in your business? Yep. Can one of you just share? I know this is like, I'm, I'm definitely making you vulnerable right Self now. Self-promotion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jamie <Okay>. knows. <laughs> okay. All right. Self-promotion. This is so good. I'm going to actually take my little notes so that I can. Okay. Now, step two. And, and again, sometimes there's not a challenge. Sometimes, hey, during the day, you just need to tune in. You need to tune into the process. And let's say you're going on those podcasts right? Let's say you're going to be coming and you're going to be talking to you too. I tuned in to impacting, delivering whatever I can to your audience, whatever their biggest takeaway. I want to tune into my intention. So number one, step number one, challenge or intention. And that is head-based. 
all in your head. These are my thoughts. I want to be able to do this. These are my challenges. I can't do this. Step two moves you right away to your higher self, to that highest version of you, to the energy that you need to solve the challenge or to put forth what you're trying to do with your intention. It's changing your channel because as Einstein said, you can't solve a problem at the level it was created. You can't solve a problem if you're trying to solve it at the lowest level because you're getting stuck in that that low level of energy. So this is a perfect example of hearing the right thing at the right time from the right person for me. Like I have read that quote 9 million times. It never hit the way it just did. Thank you. So Heidi, it's so funny because I actually went on to a live and I said, for so many years, I was like, what the hell does that even mean? I had no idea. I'm like, and they sometimes call it your consciousness, but here we are. Mm -hmm. And it clicked when I was trying to explain the tune in process to somebody. I'm like, imagine Einstein, you can't solve it. You can't solve it. If you're in shame, blame, fear, you're down at a low level. You're never gonna be able to change your channel, to go from that low level to a higher level, unless we go higher. And here's how you change your channel. Step two, you tune in to a song that lights you up, that fires you up. So I want you both to think of a song right now that when you tune into it, you can't be at that low level. Do you guys have a song? Yeah, Jamie, Jamie, what's your song? I was just like obsessing over one of my favorite songs last night by Rue De Silva. It's called either touch me or touch me in the morning. It's a beautiful song. Okay. So we're going to stick with the touch me, touch, touch me, me in the morning. Called. Touch me. Okay. So let's, and Heidi, do you have a song? Yeah. The Unstoppable. Oh, I like that. Okay. So here's <laughs> the thing. When you have this song in your head now, I want you to, and I'm going to ask you, I know this is on video too, close your eyes. I want you to tune into the song and I want you to literally like a wave, have it go from your head to your toes. And you're going to start to change your state by moving, by moving your body, by changing, like, you know, move your feet, have that song literally do a wave over your body. Okay, and do it for like 30 seconds so that you know you're like, you're tingling. You're like, yeah, I'm starting to feel it inside of me. That is step number two. And every single one of these steps is neuroscience based. We're not gonna get into the heavy duty of that, but just realize there's a rhyme and a reason of what I do. So now you hear that, you're tuning in. Heidi, tune in again. Jamie, tune in again to your song. Step three, I want you to visualize the opposite of what that challenge is or i want you to go deeper into what you're trying to create and i want you to feel it i want you to see it in your mind tune back into your song and then there's a key part here there's going to be a color you see yourself you see this vision of you you see this you know you're feeling it it's already done you've already you've already gone to the highest level you've already figured out the solution and you are within it but there's a color and that's where you 10x that color you make it so vibrant all right and the last part of step three is you literally use what i call click you take an internal picture of the image in your mind. You're creating your own photo album. So you don't take a picture of the outside world, you're taking a picture of the inside world. So as your eyes are shut, 
I'm going to say the word click, and it's going to anchor the picture as you open and close your eyes quickly. Click, open and close. Click, open and close. Click, open and close. Now you have those three pictures. They're vibrant. They're emotionally charged. That is step number three. Now we tune back in in step number four, and we think about how can we create momentum around step three. What can you do? You're operating at the higher level. You're now tuning into a higher level and giving you. Your wise woman is so desperately trying to tell you, do this first step now. So Heidi, what would that first step be for you in order to self-promote yourself? What could you do right now as soon as we're off this show? I could literally just post an Instagram story. <laughs> Done. Oh, Done. Okay. I want you to copy me because here's the okay. thing. What we do is accountability. Mm -hmm. I want you to realize there's other things going on in your head that when we celebrate you, it allows you to elevate to that next level. So Jamie, we don't know what you're going to do. We don't know what the challenge was, but what could you do right now? Tell us something that you can do right now to move yourself forward and actually get to that place where you're starting to see step three in that visualization, that picture. Well, my thing was spreading myself too thin and then getting very overwhelmed by the pieces. And what and Heidi and I talk about this all the time. Sometimes when there's somebody a little above us in the space that we're in and we see them succeeding or teaching skills that we wish we had, I'll get annoyed and I'll delete their email. Like if it's like, you know, people that are like, <laughs> totally. people we've had on this show, like Amy Porterfield had sent out a great email this morning about how to monetize your email list. And I was like, that sounds hard. I don't have time. And I deleted it. <laughs> bring that email out of the delete folder. I can use that email. Stop being mad that someone else figured it out and take their advice, right? Be coachable. Ooh. So right now, your next step to momentum to step number three, to allowing yourself to start to see that is you're going to go back to your trash sure and you're going to pull out Amy's, <laughs> Amy's email. And instead of looking at it from a, almost like I call it, you know, the, the green monster, instead of being like, oh, they're doing it and I'm not, you're going to take it from a different approach. You're going to be you like, all it. right, what can I do? I love it. And so what I want you to do is as soon as you do that, send me an email. Say, I love it. Done done. So this is the tune in process. And the best part about it, you should be using it's like a muscle. John Asaraf is a very um, great friend of mine. And he taught me this over, you know, 13 years ago. And he said that when you are really thinking about something so specifically, and as you're looking at it, being able to give yourself the kudos, give yourself this elevated sense of like, yeah, you've got this, but you don't have to think of it like, oh, this is a burden. He calls it inner size instead of exercise, mm -hmm. inner size your brain. Well, 3HQ in its broad sense, as you all said, it's, it's big, it's big, but it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's so simple when you tune in, when you use the tune in process, but you should be tuning in for every single one of your meetings, for everything that you're doing two minutes before you go live, two minutes before you do your story. I want you to tune in again to this image, use the same song for the same type of challenge or intention. 
And as you start to create, maybe it's developing your own email, Jamie, right? Maybe that's, you need to tune in before wise woman, I'm connecting three HQ baby. And so you can do this with finances. I talk about, you know, women and finance and how we're all scared about looking at the details because we don't know what we don't know. We don't want to be there. I call them sexy spreadsheets. When you're empowered, there's a sexiness about you. When you're feeling in fear, your arms are in front of you, your shoulders are this way. So I want you to be using this throughout the day. You might use it today one time, tomorrow two times. Eventually, it becomes a peak performance habit for you. You will use it all the time. I have people calling me like, I use it 25 times a day. I can tune in in less than 90 seconds, literally elevating my energy because your energy, when you're creating these things, when you're going to go live with the story, when you're going to send an email out, you want to be at a higher level energy-wise so that you bring in, so that people who hear it are the type of clients that you actually want to work with. Oh, amen. I was watching somebody yesterday and she was giving a, a speech and she spoke to my heart. She said, you know, in the beginning of my career, I was attracting in as a coach, like people who basically wanted me to want a free therapy. Like I wasn't attracting in peak performers and the people that I wanted to be coaching. And I kept being like, why am I attracting these people who just want to kind of like wallow? And she's, and then she's like, and then I looked at my own brand and I realized they were picking up what I was putting down. You know what I mean? Like it was a me problem, not a them problem. And I thought, wow, that is such a great self-assessment. So on note, as we kind of like, I know we're kind of running a little short on time. So I want to get to our last two questions. I want to ask you this. You talk a lot about going on autopilot. And I think I love this concept that you just walked us through because it is a simple proactive measure that we can take to get tuned into the present versus just trying to survive, just trying to get through your to-do list, just trying to like be on autopilot, somehow get to bed and get eight hours of sleep and try to do it again tomorrow. And it's like, that's not really living. I mean, that's surviving. So when we think of the relaunch, obviously it's, it's challenging. And this is one exercise I'm sure in an arsenal of your exercises, what are some of the most common roadblocks people face? Like they get a great exercise like this in their toolbox and then maybe they just forget to use it. They get re-overwhelmed by life and they find themselves back on autopilot. What are your, I guess, pieces of expert advice for maintaining this day-to-day? So most of the time when people are coming to me, it's that they feel like they're stuck, overwhelmed or underwhelmed. And now in today's world, there's this whole group that's now surfacing of relevance, right? I don't feel relevant right now. I don't feel relevant, you know, as my business is growing with AI, I don't feel relevant as my, you know, am I going to be able to do this? Everybody has access to content, great content. How am I going to stand out? So huge, right? These are all of our fears. These are all of what I call our bugs, our beliefs underground surfacing, our limiting beliefs. Tune in. Tune in is the greatest tool that you can do for yourself. And as you develop it, it's like when you first start to go to the gym and you, you know, are like, oh, I can't even lift this thing. I mean, I, you know, I can't even run a mile. I can't do, I can't do, I can't do. But you keep, you keep going for that. And eventually you start to get better. And when you start to get better, what's happening is the neuro chemicals in your brain, you're celebrating. So maybe today you tune in once and how I get people when I'm doing one-on-one coaching or my group coaching, I get them to pull their phone out 
and literally have two minutes before a very important meeting, very important Zoom call, very important whatever they view important, I have them have the alarm go off. And it's at that point they tune in. Maybe you start with once a day. Maybe you're like, you know what? Forget that. Peak performance. And I have people that have startups to selling their businesses for 250 million. I want you to know that this works for everyone, no matter where you are. So it doesn't matter if you're feeling stuck. I love what Tony Robbins says. He says, if you're stuck, all you have to do is move like a hair forward. Well, guess what? All you have to do is tune in, tune in for less than 90. You'll get very good at this. You'll have your five songs that are like, these light me up. You have identified it. And then you just go through it and it just becomes clockwork. And that those are habits of the truly successful. You want to scale from six to seven to eight to nine. Then you start to tune in as many times throughout the day as you possibly can. That's how you start the process. So good. I love it. And I think we might have the answer to our Final question, Jane, what do you think? Do you want to intro <laughs> it? So Hillary, we ask, we wrap every episode with one segment that we call Pharma Call. So Jamie sings it for me, but being the yoga expert, I explained that karma is the Sanskrit word for action. So we ask all of our amazing, inspiring guests, that is you, if there was any question, <laughs> what is one small actionable item that each of our listeners could try on for a short period of time that would yield a large result? And I feel like it's been answered. Mm, and, I, and I also love what you said about karma, Sanskrit, over 2000 years old. And it also means besides take action, come back. That's yes. really super. Mm -hmm. So whatever you put out, Think about this, whatever you, your thoughts that you're thinking, remember your subconscious doesn't know the difference between the thoughts you're thinking and the words you're saying. So you have to be constantly thinking about what am I saying and do I want this to come back in like the boomerang and, right, hit, but, and hit me. But a big part of karma is also being unattached to the outcome. Mm. So it's putting out the good energy that you would want back. But if it doesn't come back right away, that's also part of what the meaning of karma is putting mm. in the action steps without expecting the outcome. Totally. I love that. That's so good. So I, perfect way to end with the tune in is that some of the challenges, some of the intentions you know, will not take place within like my, my tune in process right before meeting both of you on the show done boom we're done it's over but a lot of times some of the some of the tune in process some of the things the challenges are going to take some time they are they're not going to be instantaneous i love that and i have to say this just gave me the craziest thing so i have a tattoo on my wrist that was supposed to be in white ink because it was only supposed to be a reminder to me and they used the wrong needle and it turned every color but white <laughs> and it looked like a, it looked like a fudged club stamp. It was like black, gray, light, light, light. So everybody was like, oh, um, big night at the club, Heidi, when I'd be at like 7 a.m. yoga. And I'd be like, no. <laughs> and I had it filled in and it was supposed to be like a light purple. And as you can see, that is not what color it is. <laughs> and you're not going to be able to see it because I actually have a surgical scar from last year over it. Mm -hmm. But it is the Sanskrit word for Sankalpa. 
And when you were, do you know what that means? Mm, so good. You know, okay. So for all of our listeners, Sankalpa, just like karma, has many meanings in English. Aim, determination, purpose, unwillingness to give up. It also means intention. So good. I'm like, <laughs> yes. everything you just said, it's Yes. That's yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Hillary, thank you for bringing this special, just awareness. I, I feel like this was one of those episodes where you kind of brought both Heidi and I to a place we didn't even know we needed to go. And I, I feel like moved. I'm going to go drag that email out of the trash because it doesn't belong there. And I you reminded me of my original intention. Like this yeah. goes back forever. Amazing. So and I hope out so there good. that it reminded you of your intention and your ability to tune in. So Hillary, if people would like to find you on the interwebs or on the Instagramery or wherever people go these days or buy your books, can you tell them a little bit about where they can find you? Absolutely. I would head over to Instagram and it's the Relaunch Co. And the book that I wrote is available on Amazon. And that is Relaunch, Spark Your Heart to Ignite Your Life. And so check us out. But if you're over on Instagram, DM me, let me know. Like again, accountability. What did you do in the tune in process to create that momentum? Love it. Love it. Love you. Thank you for being wow. here. And thank you to everybody at home for tuning in. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to follow us on the gram at Off the Gram Podcast. We'll see you next time.